This is MJ. I'm an author. I'm an artist. I'm an analyzer. Welcome back to Digimon Chronicles, brought to you by MJMunoz.com. You can find everything I do there, but uh, with Digimon Chronicles, I'm specifically going to be covering, for now, the Digimon Seekers serial novel. This is Chapter 1, Part 7. It's uh, A.G. the Wolf of the Ninth Avenue, or A.G. Wolf of the Ninth Avenue is what it's called. It's uh, about... 1,384 words, and I predict it'll be about a 10-minute read, and then I will give you my reaction to the reading of Chapter 1, Part 7 as well. So here we go in just a couple seconds. Abedin Electronics and Denrin District Digital Lab. After receiving an urgent call, AG immediately goes to DDL and cries in his office. Professor, Professor Ryusenji. Good morning, Eiji. It was already afternoon, but Ryusenji seems to be the type to always say good morning. What's with this Digimon? Lugumon is napping on the Digimon linker screen. He is probably full of food and dreaming a good dream. It looks like you're doing a great job with your training. I'm looking forward to seeing it evolve. Ryusenji smiles. Digimon change their forms as they grow. Digimon evolution. Baby, child, adult, perfect, and ultimate form. Insects, for example, grow from egg to larva, pupa, and adult. What is different is that the same individual transforms into a completely different Digimon. This is why the academic term evolution is used to describe the growth of a Digimon. If you evolve it to maturity, we will pay you an incentive. An incentive, an additional reward. The more perfect, the more ultimate, the better. I wonder what kind of Digimon Lugumon will evolve into. I'd like to see A.G. and Lugumon looking cool together. Ryusenji cheered A.G. on in an easy-to-understand way. Don't say that. Don't be a bad adult that looks forward to chaos. Hmm. You saw it, right? Yesterday's training report? A.G. protests. I get hundreds of emails every day. I hardly open any of them. Ryusenji speaks bluntly. You'd lose days of work if you check them all. That's right. I'm a researcher, and I don't have time for anything but research. But I do check my notifications for communications from you, for example. That kind of makes my heart hurt a bit. A.G. hugs himself. You're a very important business partner of mine, A.G. This... You're a very important business partner of mine, A.G., this part of the professor isn't unpleasant in the least, and it makes me like him more. The world's leading authority on the digital world says that A.G., who is nothing more than a code cracker brat, is his business partner. Opening A.G.'s report on the monitor, Ryusenji plays the attached video file. Lugamon. Lugamon. Child. Dark beast. Virus type. It's in a virtual training cage. The date of the video is yesterday. The Lugamon is eating food. A Digimon will stop growing if they do not eat, so when they get hungry, they instinctively continue to eat. It may seem strange for an AI to eat, but food is in essence data and information. Even human beings would not grow in any way if they did not read books, watch videos, and study to obtain information. In front of the Lugamon, there are four plates of food for some reason. In the corner of the cage, three Tyrannomon, which are kept in a multiple headed house are wobbling. With would three Tyrannomon be too much to handle? Ryusenji is genuinely curious. 
The Tyrannomon are adults, and yet the younger Lugamon can hold its own. The Lugamon is strongly influenced by the dark, by the data of dark beast types, especially wolves. Ryusenji explains, Wolves, so it's not a dog. Heiji scratches his head. They are dogs, but they are more primitive, descended from wolves that have been tamed. In any case, they form a pack and have a boss. They are strict about ranking within the pack. So, they were kept in the same cage. Does that mean that Lugamon made the Tyrannomon its offspring? More or less. Obviously, the boss has first dibs on food. Ryusenji smiles for some reason. So, it's eating others' food? This guy even tries to eat one of the Tyrannomon at first. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. Just like the mythical demon wolf that eats even giant gods. It's too horrible to make a video of. He eats too much. He costs too much. And he poops too much. And? Huh? Do you have a problem with that? Ryusenji asks the question. I see. This is simply interesting to a genius researcher. <sighs> Heiji takes a deep breath. The following data is the result of benchmarking the Lugamon. It's definitely not your average growth score. Hmm. By the way, Professor... What is that thing on the Lugamon's forehead? This? Eiji pauses the video and zooms in. The Lugamon's forehead and nose are covered with a mask and a protector. The faceplate is covered with a shiny jewel-like object. I find it very interesting. Something, or sometimes it even glows. I'm not sure what to say, but good on you for noticing it, Eiji. Thanks. So how do you feel about it? You've tried using it, haven't you? It's too peaky to evaluate its performance as an AI tool. Eiji pauses. What do you mean? It's not that the tool's commands don't work. It's that it won't do what you tell it to do. Not only won't he work, he won't walk either. I remember a dog I used to have that would go for a stroll on his own. So, you don't think you can raise it? I didn't say that. Raising it is my job, and I'm interested in it. I'll definitely get it to evolve. Try to hollowize it, Ryusenji speaks. Eiji chooses a command on the digital linker. The Lugamon, which had been sleeping, is hollowized. It's big and bulky. Digimon and their child stage are usually about one meter in length, depending on the type, of course. The Lugamon is about the size of a husky dog or a small wolf. Digimon themselves have a chunky form, so they have a strong presence when they are indoors. Its fur is a blue-gray. Its eyes are red. A.G. would like to fluff it up if he could. The Digimon linker is checking A.G.'s bioinformation 24 hours a day. I verified the data along with the Lugamon's training information. Ryusenji shouts loudly. What? You surprised me. This is truly remarkable. Ryusenji looks amazed. Why all the fuss? Look at these numbers. Ryusenji pointed excitedly at the screen as he displays the evaluation report. DS value. I'm not sure what that means. This is new to Eiji. He hasn't heard the term, not even in codecracker circles. That's D4. Oh, so it's classified? It's an indicator of compatibility with the Digimon I designed. Eiji, your compatibility with Lugamon is already second to none, even compared to the best codecrackers. Seriously? Eiji looks at the Lugamon, who is still napping on the floor. I'm glad I was right about offering you the job. So, does that mean... The Lugamon can evolve right away? It can go from adult to perfect to ultimate? I can't say for sure. Why not? The DS value is only an indicator of potential. So it might be possible then. Eiji is completely taken aback. 
Digimon compatibility. Eiji had never really thought about it. Of course, there is the question of whether or not the Digimon would be easy for him to use as a tool. I've only touched Tyranimon and other Digimon that pretty much everyone else uses to a certain extent. The more prevalent Digimon are among Codecrackers, the easier it is to adjust the tools, because they can listen to each other's advice. Recently, cyborg types have been all the rage. Where have you been getting your Digimon up till now? Grim? Yeah, though it's slightly illegal in Japan. There are countries where it is legal. The network. There are no borders and no laws in the digital world. Yes, there are no borders in the digital world. Eiji, do you know who you're quoting? Ryusenji asks the question. Eiji doesn't know. Who? Doesn't everyone say that? It's a grim codecracker meme at this point. Are you saying there's a source for it? Ryusenji shrugged his shoulders like an actor. What's your work again, Eiji? I'm a codecracker. Then you know of the codecracking team, don't you? And that's the end of the chapter. Then it a little abruptly. Um, I some of the dialogue uh, is missing tags, or it you know it's intentionally not including the tags. And depending on the context, I have a hard time following that. Obviously, this is just a conversation between the two of them, so I more or less got it. But just for like my performance in the reading, I'm not a hundred percent sure I was accurately portraying who you know the right guy at the right time, basically. But my overall impression of this is that, uh, by the way, that was more like a nine minute read, which is good. But anyway, my overall impression of this is that I'm enjoying getting more of the lore, hearing that Lugamon is this, you know, very exceptional Digimon. Uh, the four plates thing didn't really make sense to me at first, but then I realized that, um, in the conversation that they're having, that basically, uh, Lugamon is acting like a wolf and, Somehow he's gotten the Tyrannomon to be like betas to his alpha. And he's, you know, stealing their food basically and taking more for himself. And, um, you know, there was the concern originally that in, even though he's only a child or a rookie level, that the adult or champion level uh, Tyrannomon, especially three of them, might boss him around or there might be some sort of trouble with them. But it turns out that he's actually so powerful that he can boss them around and I find that pretty interesting I also like the fact that uh he's not really listening to AG he AG can't really control Lugamon just yet and that's a fun idea it'll be interesting to see if beyond hololizing him if the Digimon actually like bioemerge for lack of a better word or come out into the real world and what that'll do although depending on how they have it set up Having him in the network alone or having them hollowized um, might be enough to show the differences between them and have them be substantive. Because if he has all this power and capability, but he's not listening and he won't cooperate with AG, regardless of where they are in the full context of how he's emerged uh, into the world, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I really like that. I like their conversation. It's a little... Uh, I, I mean, I like the idea of their conversation and I like this relationship dynamic between Ryusenji and Eiji and, uh, I just think it's really neat and I'm just, I'm ready for things to keep moving. Although I got to say again, uh, the way that the chapters are formatted doesn't make sense. Like there should have been, this should be like the third chapter maybe, um, that we're already in. So I'll be curious to see if they keep numbering it like this, if we'll get a bunch of, you know, two, dash one, dash two, dash three, dash four, etc. 
all the way until the end of the book, or if they're going to split it up in a more defined way and say, okay, this is, you know, this is chapter two, this is chapter three, chapter four, and have them be shorter, but more focused because this whole meandering chapter thing doesn't really work for me. I don't think it's very effective. I think it kind of loses the focus and it makes each chapter less effective because then it feels like, oh, well, you know, there's all this wasted stuff in here and you could have cut out all these things. But I am interested in, you know, what's going on with the story. And, um, you know, the professor mentions at the end the uh, code cracking team. So is this, you know, some original set of developers or code crackers who initially started using Digimon who um, like laid out a bunch of principles for Digimon, although they weren't speaking specifically about Digimon. They were just talking about the fact that the inside the internet, inside the, the network, there are no borders. Um, so that's interesting. But I'm really liking this, like, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Cypherpunk. Cypherpunk techno sphere, um, you know, real techie internet, you know, person, uh, concept and, and like character type that they're putting in here. Ryu Senji definitely seems to be that kind of guy. And, um, AG is that by default. He might not have the full philosophical underpinnings of why he's doing what he's doing, but he, uh, has like, he's absorbing the memes created by these types of people or, or founded on these certain ideals or ideology of like data being free and they're not being borders and um this like desire for freedom in the network and i wonder if like freedom um is going to be a theme in this or not and if it is how and what does that mean and and what's the what's the point of that freedom and while i'm thinking about like the theme of this story it reminds me um I don't really know, and I've thought about this for some writing projects I have, I don't really know what the theme of Digimon Adventure is. Uh, Zero Two, I have a little bit of a stronger grasp. Tamers, I think I know what it is, although not off the top of my head, I have to think about it more. And Frontier, I don't know, the, the theme is being a tokusatsu. Um, but like the thematic structure, the thematic question at the heart of each one, I'd have to think about a little bit more. Uh, they seem kind of hard to define, maybe because the shows are you know, 50 plus episodes long. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I'll be curious to see what the theme of this Digimon story is, especially because as they're putting it out as a novel, among other things, um, I would think as a narrative, it would have to have a strong theme in order for it to work and resonate and be something that they can do in the future and something that they can make money off of now. Cause without a theme, then you have a less effective story with a less effective story. You're less likely able to sell, especially because the medium is words. They do have cool images, by the way, the, the Lugamon image is adorable and I think it's credited to somebody else. This time Mallow has been doing the art for these so far, but this issue, this, um, you know, chapter one, part seven, uh, I believe it credits somebody else as the artist who, uh, oh, Plex, which I don't know if that's Plex, the people who make the Kamen Rider and Super Sentai suits, or if that's somebody else, but it could be them, but that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, they're, I think they work with Bandai to make the toys. And Lugamon's adorable, so they did a good job there. Anyway, that's it. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I'd like to hear your thoughts on uh, Chapter 1, Part 7. And I ask that you come back for more uh, of this Seekers novel as Digimon Chronicles continues. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. 
There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.